The Walk the Mile podcast is produced on Gadigal land. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which Skeg Starlinghurst stands, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to Elders past and present. May our reconciliation be an ongoing process of love and compassion. Hello everyone, I'm Gary Lee Lindsay, school chaplain at Skeggs Darlinghurst, and you're listening to Walk the Mile, a podcast that opens up conversations that we need to have. Hello everyone, good to have you with us again. And uh, I hope if you're hearing this during lockdown, who knows how long this is, has gone for or will go for, but we hope that uh, wherever you're listening from, that you're all right and that you're getting what you need in this time. And as usual, call out to us if you do need something, whatever it might be. Today, uh, very fortunate to have with us the head of our PDHPE department, Amelia McCallan. How are you, Amelia? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Just uh, escaping my house for a moment so I can have a chat with Gary because that is the joy of working at home, teaching your children at home and having a toddler at home. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds very busy. It is. Those of you, obviously, you can't see Amelia, but she's sitting out in the park under a tree on a beautiful day. Good place to talk, especially under those circumstances. What are the age of your kids? I have a two-year-old, a five-year-old turning six in October who's in kindergarten, and then a nine-year-old who is in year four. Right. And so with with that load, (laughs) living in an apartment, how big is your apartment? Uh, we've got a three-bedroom apartment with um, then a nice lounge room and, um, you know, the standard kind of things that you need at home, but no kind of outside little uh, space, so to speak. But we have, I was just telling Gary, on my walk to the park that we then have a wonderful big park just at the end of our street. We've got another one just around the corner. Um, there's a lovely community court up the street that my kindergarten boy has decided he wants to become a skateboarder after I think being inspired by the Olympics and uh, seeing skateboarding in action there so that he's picked up that sport. And we're pretty fortunate that we live um, just 10 minutes from from Bondi Beach. So that kind of gives us a good bit of perspective as well around how fortunate we are compared to some of our, I guess, some of our other friends and family and the like that are in far stricter restrictions than what we have here. So I'm pretty Mm. lucky to be able to get out and enjoy some level of uh, freedom within the socially distant kind of things that we need to follow yeah good on you i'm glad you're able to have those opportunities i know at times when we've been in meetings or spoken to you at other times you have expressed (laughs) the difficulties (laughs) of definitely uh, teaching from home which many of us on staff are doing but also teaching at home uh how have you found that yeah so i guess as a teacher uh, a lot of people think we've got all the tricks in our um little bags that we could then transfer across to our own kids and have some success I suppose with uh, trying to teach your own children but 
some of those just fall on deaf ears when it comes to your own children. So it has been challenging, dare I say, to especially motivate my kindergarten um, son to complete all the tasks that have been set. He's got a wonderful supportive school and class teacher and what they're setting up is fabulous. Um, it's just his engagement. He's quite a little social thing, so not having his peers around him. And also he just he does adore his uh, teacher and so she's able to get him to do things that we as parents um, definitely can't do and I'm sure a lot of other people would be finding that same kind of battle teachers are able to uh, get their kids and get the students to do all and engage with the work as they as they need to but then with my parenting hat on I'm not experiencing the same mm. success that I that I hope I'm experiencing in my classrooms when I'm <laughs> I'm teaching the, the students um there at Skeggs and yeah so it has been he's probably our biggest challenge um my year four son is a very different person to um our kindergarten boy he is very self-sufficient self-driven and I heard him they were having a little chat at dinner last night and James said I love at home learning because he's in year four and and this kind of suits him because he is quite a quite an introvert and uh doing and working at his own pace he then really enjoys and does prefer when they, they are having some zoom class meetings and discussions and he he's contributing probably more in those discussions he feels more comfortable there than he does actually in the classroom so it's really yeah. interesting it's to see really, the difference. it's a really good point that you raise because i think the context of the classroom or doing over zoom is uh that i've noticed is so different for so many kids um, there are kids I've noticed who will speak up more in a Zoom lesson, like I've never heard them speak before in class and here they are in Zoom and they're offering quite a bit. Yeah, oh, most definitely. And, and in our varying um, department meetings that we've had as a PDHPE team, definitely other teachers in our team have, have noted that as well, that students who may not necessarily find it, I suppose, comfortable in that classroom setting are absolutely thriving in this home environment and that's what we kind of found with lockdown version one as well that when we came back and reflected upon those things how then can we bring some of those aspects to our face-to-face teaching that are going to help students feel comfortable and engaged as well as they do when they're at home so it's a really interesting kind of um, thinking I suppose as well of how different settings for learning can really just make such a difference for each individual and that's the thing there's so many individual um, situations and circumstances which are preferred and, and obviously a classroom is is one particular way that some people like and and not always for everybody so yeah. and that idea about a parent parent being the teacher you know mm. I, my kids often laugh you know my kids have finished school but often laugh about when I tried to help them with their homework and uh, you know that it often fall into tears and that role as a parent becoming a teacher, it's its a little bit um, foggy, isn't it? Like Oh, most definitely, most definitely. And I think I've probably become better at taking a breath and realising, well, I do need to have my parenting hat on right now. And being a teacher is one thing, and I have tried varying strategies and different ways that maybe I would in the classroom as well. So, you know, it does help me in that in that way. But at the at the heart of it, really, I am I am a I'm, I am their parent, so I've got to think about how I'm doing things and and not let I guess what what potentially would take in a classroom would take you know a student to do do it in two or three minutes. 
it's then taking me half an hour to get my <laughs> kindergarten boy to get his writing down. So it's taking a breath and going, okay, let's just be a parent and let's think about our relationship here and how that's going to be, you know, more important than me trying to just push through work. And what, yeah, lo- I guess it's kind of been lowering expectations, but right. in terms of my own expectations that things being done in ease, not lowering the standard or, or we, you know, trying to set and establish boundaries with um, Ollie so that he is doing his work and, and those types of things. But that, that juggling act there that will ultimately I need my relationship with him to be strong so that he can then come around and do his work and not be a teacher. You know, you can't discipline in the same way that you may not have somebody or a reluctant worker in a classroom or somebody who's just completely avoiding doing anything. The emotional side of things is huge. And don't get me wrong, we've had tantrums from him and tantrums from me, but I then (laughs) take a breath and go, okay, I need to just stop, regroup, think about how how challenging I guess this situation is for him as well because the second lockdown he was he was right last year he was at childcare and nothing was different because childcares were still open and you know it was encouraged almost that you could go it was free so everybody was sending their kids more than ever um, whereas now with this this new strain and different kind of I guess recognition of how it impacts upon children's health that we are being more cautious with how we you know interacting with other people and and so he's had that taken away from him and he actually was really good the other night and expressed why he was finding it so hard because he hasn't seen his friends for a whole two weeks so that just shows the the inability to recognize time and length of time but it's all just reaching I guess a, a, a breaking point for him as well so trying to then have that that discussion with him that yeah it is really tricky um but we also want him because I guess we're lucky because he has done a semester of kindy, so he does have some great foundation skills there with writing and reading. Um, but how we then want to see him progress, I suppose. My husband's also a teacher, mm. so the two of us, you know, don't want him. And as all parents do, it doesn't matter of what um, area you're in, you don't want your children to then fall behind or or not achieve to their potential. And so mm. it's kind of then yeah that added pressure to ourselves come on you've made great gains let's keep going but yeah yeah, picking the times to get him to engage yeah it also sort of accentuates the that idea that school is much more than just the academics it's the important side of it but as you say five-year-old the um you know the the interactions of the social side. Even at that age, he's recognizing yeah. need and what that gives to him as well. And uh, good, for, good for us as as teachers, as educators, to acknowledge that. I guess in what we do. Yeah, definitely. And the difference we actually are sending them to school one day a week because we have very busy days on a Tuesday. Both my husband and I with our classes. Other days of the week, we don't have the same overlap. So we kind of do tag team with teaching them and then being available for our classes. And on those days, his mood is actually so much lighter and brighter and just general happiness when he comes home on a Tuesday. But we then, wow. you know, don't want to send them too frequently because, again, that's the yeah. message that we don't want them out in the community too often. So we're trying to get that right balance. Why, you know, it would be very easy to send him every day of the week but that's not where we're at at the moment and we need to recognize that as well so how how do you prepare for your days because you've got to prepare (laughs) for your your my own your your teaching but also 
how do you prepare for, you know, look, having those three kids at home as well and what their <laughs> days are going to look like? I'm having very long days at the moment. Um, my nights, I'm unfortunately trying to get to bed by 10.30, but um, that's proving to be a bit challenging, which is not the best. Um, I know for my own health that I need to sleep more than that. But in saying that, we're pretty lucky our kids actually don't mind sleeping in. So nobody really is up before seven o'clock. So I can still get an all right sleep on the other side of things, which I wouldn't have if we were at school, definitely um, up earlier. We're at training by 6.30 in the morning. So that's definitely not uh, the sleeping I guess I have at the moment. So part of, I guess, the schedule and things that we work through is I'll look at what the boys need to do for their schooling the day before, oh, the night before, because their, their school releases the next day's work the evening before. So I have a look at that and see what I need, or my husband and I have a look at those and see which areas we need to set up certain things or just to have our head around it so that we can then give them certain cues, which if we need to be in class, we can have them set up doing certain things. So I might shuffle around their school day so that it works that there's some tasks that I know that they can work independently on that they do those while I have my lesson times um, but then and then trying to do ones which I need to obviously a kindergarten um, student can't just be self-sufficient so mm. I'll then need to be available and, and he does the activities that we need to do um, on the other times when I'm I'm free so it's and I've I've been really fortunate that in communicating with the rest of the PDHPE team, um, how my day's very much different to what it would be for a school day, that I need to kind of juggle the two yeah. different aspects of my role as parent as in and, and teacher. So my team will send me a message if there's anything urgent that they need to discuss about PDHPE and class matters. Um, but then I'm kind of trying to parent and do those things, do my teaching, and then once the kids go to school, then I'm fully focusing on how I'm going to deliver my lessons over the course of that week so there isn't much downtime i guess that's one of the things i noticed that we lost um when we had the lockdown last year you know we had a lot of uh events on after school and into the evening and that was sort of it was disappointing that we couldn't have those events but i noticed that there weren't as wasn't as much you know you, there were more days where your school day could finish at 3 30 in a way you might have still had to go home and do some work, but a lot more teachers now are saying, especially those with young kids at home, um, as in your situation, where shuffling all of that, you know, once the kids are in bed, then you've got to prepare at night yeah. for the next day, not just marking or report writing or whatever, but there's a lot more of that at night time now. Definitely. And the, and the way in which I guess a, a, an online or at-home learning environment it can take you far longer to develop varying learning experiences and strategies and, mm. and activities and the like because what, how you want to engage them. And I guess that's where we're fortunate because we've got so many wonderfully passionate teachers there at school that everybody, you know, at the heart of it, they just want the students to have the best learning experience. And so I know they go above and beyond yes. to create wonderful opportunities. But then even when with chatting with to one of um, the other members of the PDHPE team that, you know, 20, 30 minutes to, to, to create something wonderful that then is done in, you know, a minute or two with the kids online. So it's a very different way in yeah. which you've got to prepare your lessons. No, and just aiming for that engagement level that um, it just happens so more naturally, I guess, when you are all there face-to-face. -face yeah. and, 
So how have you things. changed? How have you changed your, or have you had to change the way? Um, not, I guess not so much the PDH stuff, but the PE lessons. I've spoken to a number of students who have said their um, most difficult lessons have been <laughs> PE. Yeah. Yeah, being asked to do something uh, active, and being definitely. And yeah, well, finding the time to do it, or being embarrassed, or the yeah. space to do it, or the equipment to do it. How, how have you been managing that? Yeah, look, it, it is definitely very, very challenging because it's not as though we just want to say, "Oh, we'll just go out," you know. And we don't know the home environments of all of yeah. the students as well. We can't say we'll go around and run around in the backyard. Well. Not everybody has a backyard and not everybody has the space to be able to do certain things. They don't necessarily have a park in walking distance or, you know, whether or not their family feels comfortable with them going out of the house and those types of things. So, yeah, we've had to be quite creative. Uh, we, I guess, because PDHP is that holistic subject, we really have embraced that angle now as well that we are within, I guess, we've still got our longer lessons. So within that one lesson the students probably are doing theory as well as practical at the same time so we're trying to embed um, brain breaks and movement experiences as part of their theory lesson I guess because right. in the past people or, or the way we thought you know we'd have our theory class and then we have our practical class but we thought the kids can't be at a computer screen for you know the duration of that full hour especially when it would be normally a, a PE practical lesson where they're up and and moving and the things so we've made a really conscious um effort to embed as much movement in a theory class as we possibly can um so and it depends upon obviously the nature of the content that where we're up to because obviously with lockdown being thrown upon us we had to look at what our programs were like and we were quite fortunate in some areas where it's lent itself quite nicely to it being more of a, a practical focus whereas some um, just it wasn't wasn't really right so yeah so we've tried to just incorporate movement and brain breaks as much as possible um and then in each of our lessons if it's not like that then it's probably theory for 20 30 minutes and then the other half an hour or so trying to encourage them to be active but i totally hear because i know just speaking with the attend team the challenge is there to try and um, encourage them to be moving so we've we're also using some local community groups um, to run some fitness sessions during our PE lessons. So we kind of have our, our program for the year or for the term, sorry, and we shuffled things around so that they can actually then all be active together online. They don't actually need any space. So they're just doing like a, a hit, a high intensity workout um, for 45 minutes and that will be the lesson. So we're kind of looking at how we can bring those in we do have as a as a PE sport department um, the Active August Challenge that is out and about mm. at the moment where we're trying to encourage everybody to be as active as they can every day. Um, obviously, physical activity guidelines are trying to encourage people to get 60 minutes of movement every day. And even for myself, I know how less mobile I am working at home. My good old Apple Watch, I'm not closing my circles as quickly as I <laughs> would ordinarily just walking around the school and you know being at um at school so there's days where you just you know need to get out and get moving and so yeah so we have those kind of incentives and challenges to encourage it but again you know the motivation we we talk about how much better we feel after being active but again this this situation and environment it can it can be really hard to 
feel like you can pull yourself away. And so yeah. I think as a department, we haven't been afraid to say, okay, well, that, that's the end of our theory. And now you go and try and be active. But again, mm. motivation and it's how we can, we're doing little things with you 10 for them to try and um, create their, we're doing a, a unit that incorporates um, areas around diversity, but we're drawing it and making a connection with AFL. So they're at the moment trying to put together an AFL challenge kind of skill session that they'll then challenge one another with towards the end of the term. So trying to encourage them to be doing something um, there. But again, it's that, that motivation and desire is the really hardest part right now because, you know, yeah, it's unknown kind of territory. Yeah, and that's right. The motivation, a lot of people just finding it hard to be motivated about much at all. Um, yeah. At the moment, that, that sort of listlessness and and and... Also, what you said about, you know, the movement around the school, I think a lot of mm. people in all sorts of areas, just that incidental movement, you know, going completely, just walking from place to place in your workplace or around the school or whatever it might be, and actually making that decision to go for a walk. And you've been yeah. so many walks and, <laughs> you know, it's a bit... Oh, well, there must be something else I can do now. So, yeah, getting oh. motivation, getting into the mindset. It's a bit like having something to look forward to, isn't it? Like something yeah. to look forward to. Definitely, definitely. And that's what we hope. I know it's it, we recognise the challenges that the different, um, all of our student body are in as well. So we hope that through their PDHP lessons that they might find a different way to engage. And as you mentioned as well with the question around, you know, working out with your screen on we do have a level of flexibility there as well that we don't expect the students to keep their cameras on them while they're working out I know in terms of safety there's aspects that we try and you know navigate that but if I know for some people the last thing they want to do is watch themselves working yeah. out because we don't yeah. normally have to do that yeah. um, but we do then just you know keeping their camera to the side or, or directing it in a different way because we want it to be you know, encouraging and supportive environment that it's not just about, you know, their their physicalness being on, that's a word, um, being on display, but just we want them to be doing and moving as opposed to it being any other, um, I guess, challenging thoughts and things that they might have because we want to remove those because at, at the heart of it, we just want people to appreciate movement and see that on the other side, you can feel really good after doing it. So that's, yeah, that's at the heart of everything that we're doing as our department-wise. Um, good on you. So club sports and uh, school sport has slowed down, noticing a lot of fields, the grass is getting quite long. Uh, yeah. People aren't able to, to get involved in that as well. Now, of course, they're missing the activity and the playing of the sport, but also I'm sure they're missing out on a whole bunch of other aspects of, of those sports the club sports as well don't you think oh most definitely oh gosh um yeah because I mean for me growing up that was my life was playing sports spending all day Saturday down at my netball um courts and I was there from 8 30 through till five my brother would play on the on the soccer fields next door and so we'd all then be there and yeah that social community element I know we've got so many girls that play for school because Skeggs always has wonderful um, participation rates but it's also then that I know that there's some that then also play in, in the community so you're just missing out on those connections I mean we know yeah. connection is just the biggest thing that people are finding most challenging right now and yet when when the when the different announcements come through and 
and the like that, yeah, community sport being cancelled and that's such a, a big outlet for everybody as well because that's your way of being around other people, of doing something you enjoy and love and, and yeah. a lot of our students, you know, so much of their identity is also connected with their involvement in sport. So to have that taken away, it's definitely, um, yeah, so challenging because it is such a, an easy way for you to get out, be active, but being around friends. And so it's mm -hmm. just too nice and it's not the same, obviously, just going to your park by yourself or with family and, and trying to, um, yeah, be active in that. And then the competitive side as well, don't we? People, yeah, people right. love that action. Um, I know IGSA, you know, it's always really hard to replicate what, what we have in terms of our inter-school sport, but IGSA are trying a, a lockdown competition on a Saturday morning. And I know we've had some really wonderful um, handful of girls who've done been there, committed every every week. And they're the girls, when I look at those names, they're the ones that actually do, you know, juggle school sport as well as community sport because it's such a big part of who yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, not having that outlet. And I know even for my own kids, it, soccer season was finished early, rugby league season. They're not having their swimming lessons. Yeah. Um, we've taken to, we're hoping, we've enrolled for cricket for next term in the hope that because summer seems to be a better time for us to be able to do what we normally do. Um, but, you know, the cricket season is there. But we've also then ventured into, for us as a family, some one-on-one -on -one training sessions which are then within the guidelines so my son's doing cricket sessions um once or twice or twice a week with a with a coach because he loves that sport and he's making a really nice connection with somebody outside of the family I think as well I heard something really yeah. you know, interesting yesterday that children aren't really you know designed to spend that much time around just their parents and being yeah. around other things so um, so yeah, they're doing that. And then my kindergarten son has taken to skateboarding, as I mentioned earlier. So he's doing two sessions of skateboarding with a, with a coach there as well. Not that I'm trying to breed the next Olympians because you know, as a PE teacher, we do, we do love those types of things, but I, they, they really enjoy it. So it's great to see that, you know, the level of excitement and enthusiasm again from them after, uh, having a day at home or, you know, out and about that kind of stuff but it's really nice to see them get out and do those things and just to uh finish off yeah how do you think you know once we get out of this how do you think it might change community involvement in sport in exercise those things do you have a do you have, do you have an idea or mm. do you, can you imagine things being different do you think more people will be more active because they're being closed down more? Or do you think it's just people's nature, as you say, you know, some people are introverts, some people, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's a really big kind of question. I guess it's, for me, I've always just loved physical activity. And so that's been as a family, that's something we've always done. And I've never thought twice I've kept my gyms moved online. So I work out that is my, you know, 45 minutes and in an attempt of um, sanity and peacefulness for me, I work out 45 minutes every day with my gym online. Um, but definitely I feel, in particular, I suppose in the first lockdown, I felt that people were out and about so much more probably than they are now. There's definitely pairings and people are out. But um, I do hope that it, it people then see and once they do go out and do their exercise during this lockdown time, but when they come back, they feel better for it, that that might then transfer across to when we are back into whatever um, 
level of normality we have after this that they will then see the value of physical activity and get involved in different areas. I know I've had um, different girls within my year 10 group that found different sports that we've offered with frisbee or other even just simple things like juggling that they might then find different activities that they mm. have spent some time during lockdown doing that they might then find a way to be involved with that outside of I guess just that home environment so I we hope I guess as all PDHP teachers that we instill a value and a love and, and recognition of the importance of physical activity that that might then come about after this but also I feel that that sense of connection people hope could could then start to think okay which other which other ways can I be involved in my community so I might try and find other other groups and and different things and not just you know your traditional sports but even other walking groups or swim groups or pilates or something like that that might you know then translate into a, a different kind of setting or something yeah yeah well i hope so it'd be good wouldn't it if uh, yeah as you say that need for community what this has taught us is that we never really know do we what's going to no. come around the corner but i think people have you know been flexible and adaptable but again there's also a level of exhaustion that yeah. I guess we, yeah, we are recognising more probably as a school as well that we just don't want to spend all of our time behind our screens that we need to get up and, and move away from it. So where we've got windows where, you know, school's starting later, we should hope that people are out and taking advantage of that and, um, yeah. you know, moving around. We've been so fortunate with the weather as well because it's been yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. good so that we can get out and about, that's for sure. That's right. Well, good on you, Amelia. Thanks for chatting. <laughs> Thank you. And for sharing your story, I hope things are okay in your, <laughs> yes. in your household. Yeah. We're not too, yeah, we, every day is a new roller coaster, but uh, we just take it on a, take it on the chin, I guess, and, yeah. and hope that we can all, we're all nice to each other by the end of the day. Good on you, yeah, and I think that's <clears throat> for a lot of families, isn't it, that whatever, whatever they're facing, whether it be homeschooling or Missing people, even you know, who, yeah. who are all over Sydney and whatever, that uh, keep finding ways to to make it work. But thanks for sharing your story and nah. your ideas. It was it was great, and hope thank you, you. people to get active to get out there. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I didn't talk too much. It's nice to be talking to people out somebody outside of the fam. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you later, and um, and if you have questions for me or for Amelia or want to make comments, please let us know. And as I said at the beginning, call out. Call out if you need some connection, as we talked about before. Take care, everyone, and hope to have you in our company next time. Bye. Bye.